Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, what's up my peeps? Uh, so welcome to the Doozy Days podcast and in this episode I talked to Navi and he's experienced um, he's experienced with doing lots of psychedelic drugs and synthetic synthetic drugs and so I want you all to know that this conversation that we have is centered around um, different psychedelics and drugs and he talks about his experiences and I want you to um, proceed with you know an open mind but I in no way am telling anybody to go and do drugs and it's all my experiences with drugs have been good um, I've been in a good environment they were good quality and um, he speaks about his experiences as well so I wanted to just forefront this interview and podcast and video uh, with just letting you guys know what to expect a little bit um, talks about how he uses it to help deal with previous addictions and previous problems um, and I've done similar things as well using psychedelics to help me heal from past but again don't do this on your own make sure that you are uh, well educated and prepared if you ever do end up doing something like this and I'm no way endorsing just to go out and do it on your own um, again just make sure you uh, just listen to this I would say just with an open mind to gain insights and information because I believe the more you know, um, the more in depth you can become, the more self-aware you be can become, which is the big idea behind the Doozy Days podcast, right? So making sure that you are expanding your mind, learning, gaining insights from different people through their experiences um, and and non-judgmentally, right? So just paying attention to what you can learn from everybody. And that's what this is all about. So it's a really interesting conversation and I urge you to just listen and just um, get get some cool insights. So thank you. And I, yeah, I wanted to thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I hope you enjoy this and really get some cool info. I learned a lot of things and it's super different than all my other interviews, which is why I wanted to start this off like this. So again, enjoy um, and just listen and learn. Yeah. So hi everybody. Welcome to the Doozy Days podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Narduzzi, and today I have Navi here with me. Uh, he is a psychedelic therapist. He facilitates ceremonies um, such as like psilocybin ceremonies, which is uh, magic mushrooms for those of you who don't know. Oh. And he's a student to a shaman, right? Oh. And yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to let Navi uh, introduce himself a little bit more now. Tell him about who he is, what he does, what he, and um, any experiences he feels like sharing for now. So yeah, Navi, take the, take the stage. Sure. Um, I kind of got into this whole thing kind of by accident. Um, and I've always wanted to help people out, but uh, I used to work uh, in the cannabis space, uh, helping patients with their licenses since 2012 under the old MMAR Act and the MMPR and the ACMPR. And, you know, I, 
I really love cannabis. I still, I still do. Um, but like kind of one thing led to another. I was not really feeling fulfilled in life. Um, I was doing other things to kind of, uh, kind of keep my mind quiet and keep it distracted. Uh, I really got into like partying like crazy. I really just, I went to like every single festival I could think of and, and trying different drugs and different things. And I think um, most that caused like a really bad depression at a certain point. And it's really weird. I didn't think I had a problem. And then there was a certain point where a friend of mine was like, you really have a problem. Like your mood swings are all over the place and things like that. And then, and then I realized, oh my God, you, you know what? I'm not really happy. I have these issues. I've been kind of ignoring it my whole life because I suffered from anxiety and depression for most of my life and uh, never found a way to cope with it necessarily. Um, sports was one thing when I was younger. Um, I didn't get any treatment for it. So I'd never taken any medication for it. And I had, um, I went to the doctor one time and uh, he prescribed me some Prozac or something. And I was going to take it. And then at the last minute, I was like, you know, let's just try this microdosing thing back in 2014. So, I know. I'll, and I, I did it for 40 days straight. Uh, I just did it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. I did 1 20th of a gram. I found that amount was for me the best because uh, I didn't feel high. I don't, I don't want to feel high from microdosing. I just... You know, because I have anxiety anyway, so I don't want something to cause me anxiety. Mm -hmm. So when I did that, I didn't think it's gonna work. So it's not like <laughs> one of the it's not like one one of these things where people it's the placebo effect because you really want it to work. I thought it's gonna fail. I literally was like, I'm gonna, I'm just doing this just because. And then after two weeks, I was wondering why I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is this is amazing. So I finished my 40 days and then. Obviously, you know, when you feel better, you stop doing what you're doing, right? Right. And then things happened again. And then finally, I was like, ah, you know, here I am again. And my friend was like, okay, you know, you should really see this shaman. Um, she can, I, I, I truly believe she can help you out. And she told me her story, um, which I don't want to necessarily say here because it's a private story. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those stories where it just blows your mind, right? And you're like, okay, you know what? you you convinced me to see her because you know she helped you out so i saw her and um i, I was sober for two weeks before i saw her so i just kind of wanted to take a break anyways and um you know i wasn't like blown away i wasn't like you know i was i, I was open to the experience and you know she's the type of she's the type of shaman that you don't she doesn't give you any plant medicine. So all the work, it's like you're seeing a therapist, you talk for 20 minutes or so, and then she connects with her guides and your guides. She's also a bit of a clairvoyant, right? So she, she can see in the future, she can uh, hear things. And then maybe 30 minutes of the hour is spent, you're on a massage table laying down and she does energetic work on you, right? So it's like, it's like way better than Reiki. That's the only way I can explain it. So you can feel the things happening. And then at the end of it, she, you know, she like, give me last questions. You know, she told me um, 
that uh, if, if I didn't change soon, that, you know, I wouldn't have too much longer to live the way I was, I was going. Cause I was literally uh, probably, probably partying. I think that, that year I went out 211 nights. <laughs> it was like pushing it to the limit. Wow. And yeah. And if I didn't come home before midnight, I wouldn't count it. I, I just, I just kept going, going, going. And uh, I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I have this festival that I'm going to go to uh, in the fall. Uh, I'm like, when can I do drugs next? <laughs> and, and she laughed at me. And she's like, um, the work that I did on you is like you getting surgery. If you do anything now, it'll actually make it worse. And I'm like, oh, no, because I was really looking forward to, you know, getting high at, at this festival. And she's like, but if, you, but if you have to do anything, do mushrooms. And then I'm like, I hate those guys. They always talk to me, right? I can never shut up. And then eventually I was like, hey, I've never done this in a ceremonial setting. So I, so I kind of tried it and I started getting all these answers from the mushrooms. Like they would talk to me. And I, I'd, like even now, I think it's kind of crazy. You know, like if it's like, um, it's kind of strange. It's like if I take a gram, I feel like the old school internet dial up, like that kind of sound it makes. So like me connecting to the other consciousness, to the other side. And if I take a gram and a half, it gets more, it's like, it's like, it's like the connection gets stronger. It, it becomes like broad, like cable internet, right? Is this so in you know, a ceremony or is this when you just do it on your own? Both, but in a ceremonial setting, it's more powerful, right? It's just, it's just much more powerful. And then I can see things, I can feel things. I'm, you know, I could be in my living room, but I'm not in my living room. I'm somewhere else, right? Yeah. So it was like a slow process, you know, trying to rewire my brain from the depression, from the addictions. Um, she, she told me that a lot of addictions, they stem from entities that are living in your body. The entities can be passed down from your lineage. They could be from your drug use or, or, or sleeping with people or or the combination of all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So she had removed the entities from me. So now my body could finally heal. So within like two weeks of seeing her, I didn't have any more cravings to do anything, right? That's cool. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll just stop. I'll then, and, you know, and then if I wanted to do something, then like in terms of doing something, I guess what I mean is synthetic, right? You know, I, I, I used to do a lot of MDMA, a lot of ketamine, things like that. Um, and then it was just like, um, okay, I'll just do mushrooms. And I did mushrooms like once a month for probably a year and a half, right? Right, right. Yeah, I've actually done, um, yeah, I've done mushrooms a bunch of times myself. And I find um, a lot, I, I do repeat a lot of things. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. I'll just repeat a certain action again and again. Um, and uh, I, but I, when I did them, most of the time, I failed to set an intention other than I just hope that I feel, my intention generally would be, I want to feel better after I do this. I don't, I want to be looking at life like in a brighter way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be my intention essentially going into it. Yeah, I, I feel, so like knowing what I know now is like you have to ask permission to do the mushrooms. So you have to know it intuitively if they want you to do them. And 
I also like smudge the mushrooms and I make an offering of tobacco to the mushrooms. Right. To them and to my own guides, right? And like um, have the space kind of ready where there's nobody there, kind of clear the space, kind of smudge everything, wear comfortable clothing. I find that also abstaining from like sex or all this stuff for at least three or four days b- before any ceremony. So try to eat healthy. Um, I mean, I'm not the healthiest eater. I'll, I'll eat anything. But leading up to the ceremony, I suddenly become like vegan, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what they're telling me to eat. I mean, they're like, you know, don't have any meat, don't, don't have any, any processed foods and things like that. I make a smoothie beforehand that way as I'm coming down, like I can drink it, right? And fasting for eight to 10 hours beforehand, that the actual experience lasts only three hours. It's out of your body really fast. So it's not like a-, a Yeah, a usually it lasts like eight hours. <laughs> yeah, it used to last that long for me, like six hours plus. But now that I fast, it's more intense. It hits me within like 15, 20 minutes. But it's by the three hour mark, I'm like, I could go outside. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like almost normal. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So you recently uh, did an Iboga ceremony, right? Do you want to share how that was? Because I've never spoken to anybody who's done Iboga. I only recently heard about it. Mm-hmm. And I only had heard about ayahuasca. But you said it, What what is it in comparison? Well, first tell everybody what um, it is and and um like and then what, what your experience was okay um i'm not an expert at it but i'll try to explain it the best uh, best i can iboga is like this shrub that is um this plant that is native to africa more more so in cameroon and gabon right so those two countries and um the the story that i've read and heard is that there's this tribe of people in living in that area and one of them was hunting um, some some animal to eat and he found a porcupine uh, that was eating a certain shrub. So he shot the porcupine and he killed it and then later that night when he ate it for dinner, because that porcupine was eating the shrub that contained um, um, the psychoactive material, he went, this person went on a vision quest and the spirit of the plant spoke to them. And now the Buiti tribe over there, that's their religion. So you have male shamans and female shamans. I don't know if they call themselves shamans. So it's, it's probably a different word, but I'm just, just giving it like a blanket term. Um, so the females, they initiate the females, the males, they initiate the males. The females even drink the stuff when they're pregnant, mm-hmm. right? So these, so these kids are like born to be fearless. Like, wow. like they, yeah. So, um, and because of um, my past issues with addictions and things like that, uh, I decided to become an addictions coach. So this is how it all ties, ties in. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, I want to work with plant medicines. I want to co- coach people. So I was, I've been helping certain clients <coughs> with their addictions. And I was working with this one client and, um, you know, it, this guy is just, uh, 
I don't know how much drugs he's putting in his body, but he he's, he spends like over a hundred thousand a year uh, doing these vendors. Wow. So he hired me to help him out, and while I was, um, so I stayed with him for five weeks, just to see. So I was paid to stay with him at his house, get a nice big house, had a had a private cook. Just just see his habits. It was more like. I wasn't hired to stop him from doing anything. It's more like harm reduction, right? You know, what practices could I bring in? You know, what, is, he, is he eating healthy food? And that was every week I would give him certain things to do to help him make his life better. Also, you know, so his drug use, his alcohol consumption, everything kind of went down. And I was like, are you? Um, and then I started to research boga because i've heard of it through through someone else and but i didn't know where to do it so I, it's, it's, it's like one of those um th those exotic plant medicines that i hear of but i'm like it's so far away that i never paid attention to it and then a friend of mine was like hey th there's a guy that does these ceremonies in ontario wow so and then i also found out um there was a movie that i saw called dosed um, I don't know if you dosed D-O-S-E-D. It's about this lady um, in Vancouver. She was like a heroin addict and she tried everything and it was a really sad, sad kind of movie. But at the end, Iboga saves her. Hmm. So I, I, I was calling different places and then I realized that, that, that this treatment is not like ayahuasca or anything else. It's very, very expensive. Like so, some of the places that I called it didn't even have a price on their website. So I'm, 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 a, I'm assuming, and then there's also ibogaine. So ibogaine is one, one alkaloid of iboga, just like how THC is like one compound of marijuana, right? Right. So ibogaine by itself, uh, when you isolate it, that is also powerful for addictions as well. But all of this stuff costs like 10 to $15,000. Wow. But I found out that iboga, the root bark that is consumed during the ceremony, it, it, it's like sawdust, that is completely legal in Canada. So I, I finally contacted this one guy um, that uh, seemed pretty reputable, and it turns out it's a small world. I know four people that have gone to him. So that's kind of how I got into it. So I, I, I spoke to my client. I'm like, hey, let's, you know, let's book you in for the ceremony. Uh, I, I don't want, if you don't want to do this, I don't want to continue working for you because I don't want to take your money necessarily because I feel it's not going to go anywhere. So at the last second, he's like, I'll go if you go, right? So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a bit of a psychonaut, um, but I'm terrified of this stuff, right? Um, but I'm like, you know, it's, it's a good experience. So I think um, me taking it uh, would help me know better about the plant medicine, the experience, what people need to go through. That way in the future, I can better help people to do the ceremony because now I've done it myself, right? Right, yeah, I think I, I, I admire that. That's good. You've gone through it, you know what to expect and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then for me, like uh, leading, the week leading up to it, I was like terrified. I had, I, I don't really get much anxiety anymore in, in that sense, but I had some like, bad anxiety a couple of days leading up to it, because I'm like, what, what's going to happen to me? Because I don't, it didn't take a lot to really mess me up in terms of psychedelics. 
So I, I wasn't too, too sure about what to expect. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was a bit of a trip. <laughs> yeah. What was so? What was it? How long did it last? Uh, it lasts so. In general, for certain people, it lasts between 24 and 36 hours. Wow. And is it for intense, me, intense the whole time or is it kind of common waves? I think it, it all depends on people. Like for me, uh, so getting back to that story, <laughs> the guy that was supposed to come with me, he went on such a bad bender. He, he, he got some crazy medical outbreak, right? Like he got shingles. I was like, oh my God. Oh. And I was like, there's no way. Um, there, there's no way um, he, he can show up. And I was also warned by my shaman to be careful of going to the ceremony with him because she has a lot of parasites in him. And she said that his parasites will jump ship or try to jump ship onto me. Because that's who, that's who he'll cling on to. So I was kind of lucky that I dodged that kind of a bullet, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, but I didn't have a ride there. It was like an hour and a bit out of the city. Uh, so that facilitator, he said that he's going to be in the city uh, to meet me uh, by the airport. So I met him there and he picked me up. Um, There's me, him, his son, and like three, four other people in, in, his, in his van. And it was like, um, everybody was quiet. <laughs> and this it's is like the guy that, who facilitates it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a you know super cool guy. As soon as I met him, like even when I talked to him on the phone, I knew he was no nonsense and everything else. Normally, when I do any kind of ceremony, any kind of plant ceremony, um, I'll ask my shaman to read the person's energy who's doing the ceremony to see if they're a good person. Because a lot of people, like a lot of there's a lot of fake shamans, and then there's shamans that are are real shamans, but they may not be good people, right? Mm, fair, yeah. So that's the one thing I've learned is there's a lot of people in power who are parasites who will try to suck your energy and things like that, right? Mm. So to for him to get the approval from my shaman was a big deal because she doesn't normally give approvals on people, right? She, I got a blessing from her. We're on the way to um, this retreat where this is taking place. There's a quiet car right there. Um, <laughs> And then when we got there a bit early, they made us burritos. It was a beautiful place. It was, it was just property in the country in a barn. But the barn, it wasn't like a typical barn where, where there was hay or anything inside of it. It was like completely done up. It was, it was, it was, um, it was like a polo club, mm. and which ties into kind of the story <laughs> uh, for me, um, which I'll get into. And then um, so it was like I was warned about this property by my shaman too like me more so than other people that are there because i'm doing this work uh this light work i'm more prone to attacks and she said that this property has had some kind of ceremonies long time ago you know and it turns out that the property was actually is owned by someone who has ties to the royal bloodline <laughs> hmm. So it goes and, way back. <laughs> yeah, so I, I go there and there's photos of uh, Prince Charles and the Queen and things like that. And, um, you know, like I'm, I'm there, everyone's kind of trickling in. There's, there's going to be 10 people in the ceremony. 
it was like a trauma ward. Everyone was like, you know, it's very, very quiet, you know, kind of fidgeting around. The time took forever to pass. Like I was there like five hours before the ceremony was supposed to start. It took forever. Wow. And people were commenting like, you know, why is time taking so slow? And everyone was in their own world. Huh. Just like seven, so there's seven, there seven people that have done it before. Sorry, seven people that had never done it before. And three people that have done it in the past, uh, including a doctor as well. Uh, he was there for cocaine and alcohol addiction. There was somebody there for sex and porn addiction. There was somebody there for meth and and meth um, and, and heroin. And then there was a lot of people there for PTSD. I found it kind of interesting that a lot of, that all the women that, that I spoke to were there for PTSD and all the men there were there for hardcore addiction. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if, it, I don't know why that was, but that, that that's just kind of what I got out of it, right? And then, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, the, the facilitator, he it got closer to nine o'clock. So that's when the, the ceremony starts. He had this giant torch thing that was like some kind of smudge. And he was like, he would smudge everybody and everything else. And we each had our own candle and we each had our own little bed. So uh, the whole setting was in an in a open space where he could see everybody and everyone had a candle. So he could tell how someone's doing by how their candle is doing too, which is, which is kind of trippy. Yeah. There was a guy that uh, apparently um, during the beginning of his ceremony, his candle went out. So the facilitator went to him and like, hey, what the F? What are you doing, man? And this guy was not paying attention to the ceremony. He's, he's paying attention to the Toronto Raptors. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. He was thinking about Toronto Raptors and guacamole, and uh, and and that's why his candle went out because he wouldn't he wouldn't pay attention to going inward, right? So the shaman kind of tapped him on the head and said, "Stop what you're doing and 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 focus." And then and he and he's like, "Oh my God, how, how did you know this, right?" And he's like, "You know, I just know." And then he went uh, back into the ceremony, right? Wow. Yeah. The, um, so we were served uh, two spoonfuls of iboga a root bark which is it's, it's like um it's like taking two giant spoonfuls of sawdust it was probably the worst tasting thing i've ever experienced in my life like yeah. vile like vile like thinking about if, if i want to puke at any time in my life i can think about that and i'll, I'll have no problem puking oh no it's, 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 it's still with me it's, I, my stomach is still churning thinking about it oh no yeah so it was a it was like a circle of us and we we, we, we all had our own buckets and we had to like take a spoonful and let the salivatory glands break it down. If, if you try to drink it with water, you throw up because it's so vile. You can only have a sip of water at the most or a, a tiny bit of honey. And we're all like holding our mouth, trying to fight back the puke. That, that's how vile it was. Yeah. Yeah. And after the second spoonful, uh, he'll make you get up and, and do a walking test. And I couldn't walk. And at that point, he kind of helped me brought me to my bed and I just, I was KO'd like 30 hours straight. I was in that bed. Really? Yeah. Us like asleep or what was well, that you experience? Well, I, I lay down and then you're so sensitive to light that so everyone has to wear an eye shade, right? 
Yeah. Because uh, it's a it's a because it's an inward journey, and if you try to take it off, you can't see it. Your vision is so sensitive that any any bit of light, it'll be so disorienting, right? You, like you can't walk on it either. You lose all motor skills. Huh. Yeah. So everyone has their bed. Everyone has their puke bucket. You know, a little bottle of water. But you don't want to drink too much water because it'll just make you puke more and more, right? Yeah. Um, and then there was a point where I'm like seeing flashes of different things. And I'm like, I can't stand this crap. Uh, and the music is like very high beats. It's like almost like African side trance. He right? had it playing? Yeah, yeah. So the beats per minute on this stuff is like really high, right? It's, you know, it goes with the music because Iboga is not only it's, it's psychedelic, it's also a stimulant which is why you can't sleep on it, right? Wow. And so this music is playing and I'm seeing all these visions and I'm like, man, you know what? I can't handle this crap. I'm gonna close my eyes. And then I realized at that moment, my eyes are already, already closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so did you, what did you experience yourself other than that? Like, did you hear anything? Did you see certain oh, things? I was seeing things, I was hearing things. Um, certain people that were in my life, um, you know, I was told to hang out with certain people, uh, give more love to certain people, things like that. So like, that's kind of what I got out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I, I somehow, I don't know how I did it. I managed to fall asleep, <laughs> um, on it at a certain time. Could, could I woke up to myself snoring, uh, at a certain point of the night, wow. but, um, it was, um, I couldn't even do the second ceremony. I was so uh, so destroyed by that first ceremony. Hmm. Yeah, and so when you when you go into the ceremony, did you set what intention did you set? My intention was to find my purpose. Yeah. So do yeah. you ask general or do you ask somebody specific? Uh, you don't ask anybody. You, you could you could have a list of questions that, that you want, uh, but they say never really like. Like you may have a certain question, but they may not answer that question. So don't be hard set if your question is not answered, right? You'll, you'll receive what you're meant to receive, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it also works in your body for a couple of months too, so it stays in your system for a while. So if you don't get what you want there you may get it within a week or two or months later right right yeah that's really cool how would you compare it to ayahuasca uh so i i had to compare uh, iboga is a journey inwards uh, whereas ayahuasca is your you're blasting off to outer space i can tell you my ayahuasca story which is a trip itself yeah, sure. Uh, well, explain um, what ayahuasca is as well then. So um, again, I'm not an expert, but um, ayahuasca is the blend of uh, two plants. Um, so somehow the, these uh, indigenous people from Central and South America, they figured there's a vine and there's another plant. So one plant contains the, the DMT and another plant stops your body from breaking it down. So somehow these 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 two plants when they're when they're cooked together, um, you're able to go on this vision quest, right? And uh, ayahuasca is pretty healing itself. It um, 
it's like a motherly spirit, like a grandmotherly spirit, or they say that Iboga is more of a stern grandfather, right? But from what I was told, um, when doing two ceremonies of Iboga, the first ceremony is more of the stern grandfather. The second ceremony, which I didn't do, is more of the mother, right? Um, so I'm going to go back in August and do those two ceremonies, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, this time finish what I started in, in, in a sense. Ayahuasca is, um, is, is, um, is also done in a group setting. There's a lot of uh, people, I guess it all depends. There's people that sing certain songs called, called Icaros, which help with the healing, which help to navigate the, the trip. Some people might be drumming. There's, there's different things that, that can be done. Uh, for me, um, Iboga was the hardest on the body, but uh, ayahuasca was probably the most terrifying for me for the mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, this is kind of a, like the backstory is I did this in 2014 um, at a friend's house, ex-friend. Uh, and I didn't, I, I didn't know her that well, but, you know, this is kind of, um, and she had a shaman that was over there. And the shaman was not really a shaman, I found out later. It was, it was just a guy that had done ayahuasca a bunch of times that <coughs> they, 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 they had uh, managed to get the plants and they brewed them in this giant pot. And there was like um, me and like seven other people and the shaman and my friend who I'll call the Reiki master. Um, and uh, we all gave our intention. It was, is, is that a house Mississauga? So, we, you know, we all gave our intention and my intention was love. Um, I had previously done, done ayahuasca once before, but the batch was uh, brewed bad. So this was like, kind of like uh, doing it over again. So the first time I followed a, a diet, so they usually make you follow a strict diet for ayahuasca. Uh, no meat, no salt, no, you know, you know um, I like to avoid um, stuff like sugar and cheese and things like that, like usually a week or so leading up to it. Whereas iboga, you don't necessarily have to follow a diet. So it's, it's easier for people that um, can't follow a certain diet. Iboga is just like, you know, you could eat clean the day before in a sense, right? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, uh, that's super cool. And like, I have a list of all the things that you also said you've done. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to pronounce them all yeah. correctly. Yeah. But you said you've done... So boga, psilocybin, ayahuasca, DMT, cambo frog, bufo, yopo, salvia, hapai, tamanga, okay. MDMA, K, and LSD, right? Yeah, there's um, hape is this uh, Amazonian snuff that um, that you um, get like you pack it in the pipe and then you and you blow into it and it shoots up your nose <laughs> it's uh it's not a psychedelic um uh unless there's a rare one that has some dmt in it but it's it's meant to um decalcify your pineal gland to rely on your chakras 
to put you in a meditative state. So when you when you so you blow it in one nostril or and you get it or you blow it in the other nostril afterwards, and you you start tearing like like no tomorrow. And you start crying and it, and and the pain shoots up like it hits you like the back of your head. Um, and so that's really interesting. Um, uh, Campbell is not psychedelic either. It's I don't know if it's a I think it's a frog Campbell frog. I could be wrong. I I, I get that I get them kind of mixed up like the frog and the toad. But the Campbell is more of a natural um, natural reset to your immune system. So they burn the top layer of your skin, like burn like uh, three, five, seven, or nine dots. It kind of hurts a little bit. And then they smear the stuff on over and then they make you drink a lot of water beforehand too, because you, you'll be doing a lot of purging. So, so but you feel, um, like I feel really good afterwards, right? Mm. Um, Yopo is this um, Amazonian snuff as well. It's like Hape, except it's different. It contains high amounts of um, different types of DMT and some other compound uh, and some other compounds, which are also highly psychoactive. And normally, so if you do ayahuasca, it's like a five, six hour trip, it could be longer. Uh, if you do a DMT, you, you hit peak velocity in like 15 seconds a minute, Damn. right? Yeah. Uh, a DMT is like a slingshot into into the fourth dimension, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Yopo yeah. is like in, in between. It's like uh, you hit peak velocity in five minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'd never even heard of them before. Like I've only ever heard of really ayahuasca and DMT uh, and like, yeah, and uh, more synthetic like MDMA, KLSD, yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, that's crazy. You've done and and are all of those ceremonies that you've done? Yeah, the Yopo I did it um, in Caledon uh, with a shaman there. Uh, this was like a while back, 2016, um, and it was a shaman and two helpers. It's a beautiful ceremony. It was over the countryside. Uh, with a big roaring fire in, in, in the daytime and a tiny little bed out um, in the living room by the fire where I was going to be laid out in a puke bucket and and rolls of TP all like all cut up in little pieces you know, probably to wipe away the puke <laughs> yeah that's and then, crazy uh, and then um, so the Yopo trip normally lasts 20 minutes but they make you drink something um that stops your body from breaking down the dmt so it prolongs the trip so the, my actual journey lasted maybe two hours and afterwards they draw you a medicine bath which is super nice so once you're kind of okay they help they pick you up they lead you to the washroom and they close the door and then you just soak in the medicine bath for an hour and then after afterward you you have some fruits you talk to the shaman, you ask questions, and then you're on your way. So it's like, it's, it's over, you know, within a couple of hours. Wow. That's so cool. And so you said you also work now at a place called, Ther would you say Theracil? Oh, no, no. So uh, Theracil and Atma are uh, two companies that offer training right. for, for psychedelic assisted therapy uh so i'm uh, i i'm i just signed up for a course with atma uh 
I really like Atma because of their world-class instructors and uh, their community there as well, right? Yeah. Um, like my company is called Psychedelic Essence. So basically, um, you know, certain people, I don't do it for everybody. It, it's, it's like you can't, it's not about the money because you have to really know, um, you have to pre-screen everybody to see if, if they're the type of candidate that you would want to do a ceremony for, right? You know, if they have any, if they have any issues with schizophrenia or, or, or bipolar, if it runs in the family, you know, why they're doing it, you know, certain things like that. So you, you got to kind of like um, figure out what the reason behind, you know, w- what they want to do and see if they're a good candidate. Yeah, no, that's smart. Uh, you never know. And, and certain people just need, you have to definitely be mentally prepared to go through a big trip. And you mostly do, is it just psilocybin that you do? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the one that I do. I, I, I couldn't do the other medicines. Honestly, it's, um, it's not, it's not really my thing. I, 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 I would do them myself, but I wouldn't facilitate an ayahuasca ceremony, for example, because I don't really have much experience in it, right? I've only yeah, done it like no, twice. <laughs> And, you know, I, I would really want to train with someone, learn a lot of different things. And the training takes a long time, right, as well. Um, so I, I'm definitely going to do ayahuasca probably later on this year after my boga ceremony because I just got to finish that chapter. I promised, I promised ayahuasca that I would come back one day. Um, yeah. Sananga is another um, thing that's also uh, from the Amazon, uh, from the, the people there. And this is kind of crazy. It's, it's, it's these eye drops that you put in your eye and it feels like your eyes are on fire. Oh my God. It's like, it's like really painful. Really, really painful. That's crazy. Uh, why, do you, why eyes? I don't know who the first person that came up with this and thought it was a great idea to put something like this in your eye and have it burn your eyes and still think it's a good idea. But from what I've heard, when they did studies on it, it's actually antibacterial, antimicrobial. It's actually good for your eyes. So it's actually good for people that have cataracts, for people that have uh, glaucoma or, or other eye diseases. And it's meant to purify the eye and, and, and cleanse your sight. So hunters would take this stuff and it actually helps you see better at night. Yeah, a lot of, uh, there's, there's some big companies out there that'll that that target like high level performers and they'll charge them 10 to twenty thousand dollars a week uh you know for these ceremonies and it definitely takes you um out of your box it, it, it definitely expands your awareness it it connects you with a higher consciousness you know you'll you'll like approach a problem or something that you've been facing with a different angle and from from a different viewpoint right mm-hmm. So you'll, you know, you'll be able to see the broader picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's is, awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's an ability that we lack, you know, like that you'll never really be able to just reach that level. Um, normally, you have to, you need to like, it's almost like a key to unlock it. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would want to call it a shortcut because you know, if, if you take shortcuts in, in the end, it'll bite you in the, in the ass. But I feel like um, a 
lot of people, they'll take this stuff, but they won't integrate. So integration is huge. You, you need to integrate the lessons that you learned. Otherwise, you could, you know, end up in a depression or end up worse than before. Yeah. You have to find meaning of what of of of, of what uh, you're doing and why you're doing it, right? So there's a certain uh, certain things that you have to kind of like mentally prepare and kind of uh, you know get a grasp of. Yeah, for sure. Any final thoughts or um, points you want, and like you can talk about your business, and if anybody's interested in finding you, where they can find you. Well, they could find me at psychedelicessence.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I am working on a foundation, and the foundation is to help uh, impoverished people, people from from marginalized communities, indigenous people, people of color, women, um, to have access to therapies, not just plant medicines, but like yoga, meditation, and breath work, and things like that, where um, a portion of the, I want to have it where 10 to 15% of it is free for those people, right? So people that have the money, um, it'll, it'll be an upscale service, but the service for people that are marginalized will be the same caliber service, right? So the people that have a lot of money, you know, will take the, their money and their and their, their donations and give it to people that don't have it, right? Nice. Because I want to be able to empower people. So like, um, instead of giving them Free, free lessons for yoga and, and free breathwork sessions. Not only that, I want to I want to have them, I want to be able to give them free teacher training so that they can empower themselves and then make money off of it as well. So that's my, so that, that's kind of my goal. Yeah. Is to long-term vision is to is to set up this foundation and buy property in here and buy property in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, the, the, the laws around psychedelics are more lenient. So you can do things like aboga and ayahuasca and, and, and psilocybin and, and, and anything there much better than you can over here. Uh, Canada, the laws regarding psilocybin are getting better. They're they're approving it for medical use, but I still feel it's, it's a few years off yeah. before people will, will be able to get uh, the kind of help that, that they need. So that's kind of uh, where I'm at. And um, also do coaching for addictions. Use it, you know, so it's kind of, if, if there's anyone out there that needs that kind of help, or advice, um, I'm more than willing to help. Awesome, that's very, very cool and uh, super. I, I actually I was looking at your website; it's awesome. And you said you're revamping it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a couple of weeks, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for sharing all that and being so like open and vulnerable and sharing like your your stories and um, it's very. Thank you for having me on your on your podcast. You know. I, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to, to share. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that we got to connect. Yes, me as well. So uh, I'll end this off the way I like to end these off. And that's, I want everyone to stay in motion, to stay in gratitude, stay in expansion, act with intention, be consistent and focus on your goals. But remember, it's not about achieving the goal, but it's who you become on the way. So keep good company and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Beautiful.